Good morning, Giants fans. Happy Saturday to you all. A little bit early this morning, so uh, sorry we're running a little bit behind on our start time, but uh, Tyler and I here as always. Uh, I'm Josh. Tyler, how are we doing this morning as you rub your doing eyes? Good. Doing good. <laughs> Another long day or long week at work, but I'm excited. A good week in Giants baseball. We're yeah, man. getting right back on track. We use Cardinals as that get right team and they didn't use yeah. us. Which is exactly. That's exactly right. I was like, who's I, I posted on my uh, my Instagram this week of uh, this song by jennifer lopez that's called get right and it's like okay who's gonna use whom yeah. as a, as a get right team here so um yeah really really good week um this it'll be interesting to see how we now turn that into dropped the last one so we'll see how that uh kind of plays out in terms of momentum but uh three out of four against the cardinals split with the mets i mean that's that's a pretty good start to the week i'll take that uh for sure for for that week so um so let's uh before we get too deep into kind of going back on the week uh and then we'll talk about obviously the upcoming stuff this week um i'm gonna pay the bills right off the bat here uh since i forgot till the last instant last week <laughs> and so we'll start with that today <laughs> All right, so I'm a baseball guy, and my goal is to actually see a game in every Major League Baseball stadium. Now, I'm more than a third of the way there, and I never buy from the team's websites. SeatGeek is my first stop whenever I'm heading to a new city for a ball game. Now, obviously, they've got some other sports, as well as concert tickets, Broadway, comedy, I mean, you name it. And now, for BSN listeners, they're actually offering you 20 bucks off your first ticket purchase. So just use the code BSN, that stands for Variety Sports Network. So that's BSN to save 20 bucks. So put that to use for some food or for some drinks at whatever event you are wanting to attend. Again, that code is BSN to save 20 bucks on your first SeatGeek purchase. All right. So a couple things that stuck out to me this week on kind of reviewing our, our series this week. Obviously, like I said, one two against the Mets, three out of four against the Cardinals. The Cardinals look bad. Like I'm, I'm not really sure what what's going on with their season here. But um, if you want to find out, go listen to Birds of Bush, also on BSN. Um, <laughs> uh, but the um, that series was was great. We had the return of Austin Slater. We had the return of, uh, or not the return of, the <laughs> debut of <laughs> Mitch Haniger, yeah. uh, which I'm huge Mitch Haniger fan. So it was fun to see him uh, finally in the lineup. Um, and then uh, the so we'll talk a little bit about those guys. But uh, the big one, uh, Blake Sable, man, uh, huge, <sighs> huge walk off home run. Um, I. I feel bad because like I saw the bullpen blowing it that game and I went to bed. <laughs> so I did not actually see Blake Sable's home run live. Uh, I feel terrible about it. Uh, it was just one of those things where I'm like, man, I'm so tired. I'm going to go to bed and the bullpen's depressing. So I'm going to go to bed. Uh, so I apologize, Blake Sable. I like you. Uh, he's getting a lot of playing time, obviously with, uh, with Joey Bart hurt. Um, but man, that was huge and that was exciting right yeah that was my first like get off the couch excited moment of the year for sure like where i was screaming for like a jubilation it was a great moment blake sable needed it hopefully he can keep it going it starts to 
get into other at bats, the confidence that he took from that big, probably his biggest moment of his career. Uh, I think for sure the right side of the infield is what has been the biggest when they go, I think the team will go like Wade hit like mm-hmm. over 300. He hit for some power this week. And you saw what that did at the leadoff position. Will we do that every he, week? No, we've go ahead. He actually swung the bat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he I'm like looking for a walk. Exactly. That was bit. That's what's been so frustrating to me about him is like, okay. And why I was Twitter ranting the other day of like, stop batting him lead off. And, but he like actually did something <laughs> this week and actually swung the bat a little bit. Cause I was curious. I'm like, as I'm watching one of the games, as I'm going through this like Twitter rant, right. I'm like, I wonder where he's at. like, he just seems to go up there looking to walk. And I hate that. And so like, I, I look it up and it, yep, sure enough, he's top ten in the league in walks. <laughs> and just it's like the Jeremy Giambi approach at the plate. It's just, <laughs> just a, like, a walk, a strikeout, or <laughs> yeah, basically that's it at this point. Until this week. Yeah. I go ahead. It, yeah, it's it's just like every time I look up, he's like 0 for two with a strikeout and a walk. And I'm just like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, but Sounds yeah, anyway, right. go ahead. And then the the way Mike Gastremski played this week is tearing mm. the cover off the ball and then he's i feel like he also is the leader he's the guy who like the people look at now like i don't know yeah. they don't have many veterans that have been on the team very long maybe him and webb on the pitching side of things but like getting healthy also is huge like you saw the difference with slater and hanniger coming back like it just makes yeah. the lineup a little more deep gives them a couple more options they could use in that lefty righty platoon that they like to use a little too much for my liking but sure. it is what it is. they're gonna <laughs> use it so like it's good to have the extra bats, and and I know, field. and I know he hasn't had that many at bats yet. But man, like Austin Slater came out the gate. Like yeah, I, I wasn't like I was super excited about Hanniger coming, uh, and starting to to be in the lineup. Um, but I'm just like, dude, Slater. Like I, I really wasn't that excited about Slater. He was one of those players that's kind of like middle of the road players that I just wasn't that excited about this season. And he's come out the gate hot. Like, he's just, I mean, goodness. <laughs> I mean, hitting the ball, stealing bases, running all over the place. I I have enjoyed seeing the Giants really uh, running a lot this week. Um, that's been fun to see. I just, I just like movement. I mean, they were employing some hit and runs. There were some kind of, there were a couple of drag bunts and sacrifice bunts and stuff like that. Uh, there was one particular play in one of the games, uh, that was just beautifully executed hit and run. Um, I think it was with Estrada on base. Um, and just, he takes off and the guy hits it right in the hole where the second baseman was like, that's textbook hit and run it was beautiful um love seeing that type of movement um because that's what they're gonna have to do right like yes they're fourth in the league in home runs i get it but we're 20th in the league in runs so yeah <laughs> uh, it, it can't all be we can't just be leaning on on the long ball there um and with the lineup uh the way that it is like and and the movement around i did feel a little bit more this week and it annoyed me a little bit, but I'm like, I can't really argue with the result was I did feel like it was, um, it was like little league. Like everybody gets to play. Like <laughs> it, yeah. it is what it felt like this week. Um, it just, it felt like, and an, oh, man, I, I struggle because it's hard to, it's hard to argue with the result, right? Is 
it did seem like, okay, they went through the two weeks ago, they went through the losing streak and it seemed like in the middle of that. And then, and then going into this week, it seemed like uh Kapler and the coaching staff and whatnot kind of settled back into the, Oh no, we're going to platoon everything. We're going to, whereas at the beginning of the season, it seemed like there was a lot more kind of consistency to the lineup. And now it's like, nope, we're going to go back to kind of platooning everything. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I, I'm thinking that has to do with just the availability of some of their key players where they just were like, we don't have it. We, we don't trust Bryce Johnson at this point. Unfortunately for yeah. Giants fans, we'd love to see him play more, but it just seems like he doesn't have the trust of the coaches that like they're, Maybe he didn't play when he was up. They get like a couple games, maybe, and now they have their guys that they feel comfortable with: the Docs, the Slaters, the Hanegers, the Confortos is back. He's still not hitting very well. He one thirty-two, I believe, the last seven games. But he's hit or miss. Yeah, he's he's either he's either coming through in clutch situations or he's just striking out. Like it's just <laughs> there's yeah, exactly. it. It doesn't seem to be any any middle road for him. Um. But he's getting surrounded by these other guys now with Slater and Hanniger and um, those guys at the top of the order. Tyro Estrada was hot this week. Um, he was great. Um, the it was kind of weird. Like we we're getting these we're getting these guys back right. And um, other than his defense, JD Davis has been a revelation at third base. I've loved watching. He's probably arguably one of the best defensive third basemen in the league this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he definitely cooled off <laughs> this week yes. uh, in terms of his bat. Um, but it was one of those things where it's like, okay, he cooled off, but like everybody else, everybody else at the top of the order is doing great. So um, it wasn't it wasn't noticeable unless you were looking for it, like I was. So um, yeah. it, it I, I think JD Davis will will come back around. Obviously, he's baseball streaky, right? So. Um, so he'll come back around, but yeah, like now that guys are getting healthy, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like after, after our pessimistic, uh, show last, last week, uh, after the losing streak and, and losing to bad teams, uh, this week was pretty good. I mean, yes, we beat up on the Cardinals who are a bad team, but we split with the Mets. They're a good team. Um, we've this, this week, Hey, perfect transition this week. We're seeing, uh, the Padres who are they've underperformed, but they're a good team on paper. Uh, we're going to be seeing um, their their two guys, Musgrove and Darvish. Um, we're going to be playing the defending champs this week in the Astros. We're going to be playing the Brewers. I mean, so we've got we've got a week <laughs> ahead yeah, of us here. And the Astros are getting hot now. They've won seven of their last ten. They and those two of those losses were for early in that ten game little window they're dangerous they're go. they have to go on the road after visiting mexico city and taking on yeah. the padres and just somebody start scares the shit out of me at like a mile and a half <laughs> I'm above with sea level and a fly ball pitcher against this padres team who is looks like they're getting their things rolling a little bit i just i so yeah let's talk about that okay so we're playing in mexico these this two game set uh against the padres which like we like I always say in this show, I hope you learn a little something here. So I'll I'll throw this out there. The Padres are like Mexico's team, right? They're not only because of where they are in the country, but like they've played the most games in Mexico. Like it's I mean their their team name is a Spanish word. Is so a Spanish I, word, right? Yeah. Like you you kinda 
it's kind of a thing, right? And so the I was kind of looking over just kind of some some information and stuff like that. And yeah, like that's the biggest thing that stuck out to me is the altitude. Like no. over 7,000 feet. Like it's notably higher <laughs> than than Coors Field in Colorado mm. that everybody talks about all the time. And so I'm like, are we going to have like a 20 to 19 game here? What are we... <laughs> What are we? What are, what's what's going to happen here? And so, yeah, the the fact that we're playing, uh, uh, that we've got Manaya going uh, today is, yeah, a little, a little iffy. I'm I'm feeling a little like uh, I don't really know how I feel like about this. And Joe Musgrove's good. Like he's who we're facing today. He's good, but he hasn't like been lights out or anything like that this year. I think his ERA is over five. I mean. Uh, like his, yeah, five, five forty, Um, and so he hasn't really been all that e this, this year either. I'm dating myself nineties there, but, um, the, so I'm curious to see, yeah, how, how's the ball going to fly there? Uh, they've played a bunch of games in like Monterey historically. And so now they're in Mexico city and just way higher altitude, uh way more dense population um one of one of the bigger cities in the world and um it's it's going to be interesting i'm interested to see kind of how how that carries over like yeah is it is it going to be like a like a padres home game like what's the atmosphere going to be like is it going to feel like a padres home game is it going to be just like baseball fans in general, like we saw more kind of with the WBC or like a uh, kind of how I'm kind of curious to see how it kind of works out with, uh, with the crowd and, and with the atmosphere and whatnot. So, um, yeah, that'll, that'll be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I love international baseball. Like yeah. I, yeah. I, I just love it. Like we, we've talked to you and I have talked about, and I think even on this show, I've talked about like the, the WBC and how much we love the WBC and, um, it's, it's probably my favorite baseball to watch, uh, televised. Um, I've been to it. I've been to the WBC live, one of the greatest experiences I've ever had. Um, but it's it just international baseball is just fun. And I'm, and I'm curious to see, this is, uh, this is the giants first time out of the country, uh, for, for an, uh, in season game. Um, so I'm interested to see how, how that kind of shakes out, but, I'm interested to see how like with these, like with the London series, with the Mexico city series with, I mean, obviously we've got a team in Canada already, like just Mexico more so than London. I don't think, I don't think London is a viable option, but the, I'm interested to see kind of how this series goes. I know it's only two games, but like almost as a tryout, like, yeah. What if, what if MLB did in kind of its its expansion over the next few years and whatnot? Like, what if we do put a team in Mexico City? Like, what what does that look like? Look like and what does that sound like? Like, is that do you feel like that's a like viable option or would be a fun option or what kind of what are your thoughts on having a team that's not in the United States? I mean, I don't know about like I I don't see why they couldn't do it. They have a team in Canada. I don't know what like the like it seems like canada is a little more americanized than mexico in certain aspects sure. where the crime and like who runs mexico you know I, like the political stuff i don't know how that works for sure i think it'd be i think it'd be really fun as far as like the crowds i think like yeah 
Mexican soccer games are wild. Like, <laughs> obviously, the MLB is probably going to have to do something with security where there's not flare guns going off, like, in the crowd and stuff like that. Like, right? I can't imagine it just being, like, this free-for-all that some Mexico games I've seen on TV are. Yeah. That'd be my, like, issue with it. Like, what, like, just the political stuff. I think it'd be really fun. I hope they do it. Uh, yeah. I But back to something we talked about last week, the biggest – crowd in mlb history does do we know where the stadium is and how many it fits because it's Ooh, you know what i don't know I can, the rafters yeah all i'm sure it'll be packed um i can look here real quick uh it's but, but yeah the, yeah, the I, record we, I, the record we said was 78 i mean i i doubt it's gonna get that big um I don't know if they're, if they're playing at Azteca or something where they play their soccer games. It's like a hundred. That could be, yeah. But I, uh, they. I don't know where playing. they're playing though. Uh, oops, I got the the wrong tab up here. Um, Estadio Alfredo Parpelu. Sorry know. for my Spanish, everybody. But Better so not, <laughs> uh, not a not. Let's see, Estadio. Let's try that. I'm guessing. Like, I'm gonna small. guess it's not that big. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, here we go. It holds. Oh, it's not big at all. It hold. It looks like it holds uh, just over twenty thousand. So, oh, it's that's almost more scary to me. Like to me, that that <laughs> feels like okay. It's gonna be what you said like not not just packed to the like overflow like it's <laughs> it's gonna be uh Shaken. it's gonna be crazy packed in there um i yeah i mean i'd i'd rather have <laughs> and it's gonna be like, loud like yeah um i'd I almost rather have, have outfield stadium. bleachers or if it's like uh what's that the cornfield game where there's just no one in outfield everyone's behind you like right. kind of like a little league game but obviously more expanded yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure so yeah, it's it's gonna be loud. It's gonna be exciting. Like I said, this is uh, the Giants' first time in uh, an international game uh, in their history. Uh, this is their first game outside of, outside of. Well, yeah, that's true. I don't. Canada's not international. <laughs> they're they're like they're like our stepbrothers over there. Like it it, it almost doesn't count anymore. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I I'm with you. I think it would be really cool. I've I've talked about like it be fun to have either Mexico or somewhere in the Caribbean or like having just having teams that are in those uh, baseball havens. <laughs> um, They'd have to go on long road trips, though, and long homestands, because I don't think you could yeah. just viably have like teams coming. Like, I don't know. It seems like a lot of travel being in Mexico or. It does. And like, like, like you said, City. I don't. Yeah, especially like what you're saying with with like political climate and whatnot. Like, I'm not familiar enough with like, yeah, transferring over the border and stuff like that with all the, all the players and all the equipment and all that sort of stuff. So, obviously, like, a lot could of you hoops imagine to too many through, free but... agents going? Ah, I'm gonna go live in Mexico, take my family to Mexico. Hundred percent. Like... Yeah, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Like, which I I was interested to find out. So, like, I was looking up uh, just different. I, I'm interested to see. This is a, a a little off the off the topic here, but I'm interested to see. I don't think we have, at least from what I've seen, we don't have any Hall of Famers that are Mexican. Like the closest that we've got, 
like, like I was looking at just like Mexican historical players and whatnot. Like you've got Fernando, right. Yeah. Um, was, is probably the most notable. Um, and he's not in the hall of fame. So it's like, interesting. Like what, like who's going to be the first kind of thing. I'm like thinking through like, um, I don't know. Randy or Rosarena. That was my thought. That was my, that was the first name that came to my head. It was like, it, can, can a Rosarena step it up a notch even more so than, he is already and can he be would would he go in as uh considered like the first mexican in the hall of fame i don't know anyway it, it was super interesting there's just uh a lot of interesting kind of nuances to international baseball and especially usa mexico uh baseball and whatnot um i'm i am hoping that it i mean the wbc games between usa and mexico are always like electric right like they the usa usa mexico soccer games are always crazy so like there is there is that to build off of and so i think that that would be a really really fun uh kind of kind of situation if there was a team there but um so let's actually look at our opponent we're playing the padres in mexico uh it'll it's technically home games for that it's considered home games for them it'll probably be home game uh feel for them uh seeing as how they've they've kind of started to build a fan base there and whatnot um but looking at the padres like they're not they're just above us in the standings they have a below 500 record going into today like they're they're the ones that i've i've enjoyed seeing the chaos of this year but they're kind of doing the same thing that that we're doing they got tatis back there i i don't want to say they're getting healthier because that that's not actually what it is, but, um, but let's talk about that factor a little bit. I mean, we talked a lot about cheating last week, um, so I'm not going to get too deep into it. If you guys want to hear Tyler and I's thoughts on steroids and cheating and different degrees of that, go listen to our episode from last week. Uh, but facing the, the Padres for the first time here and, and Tatis, um, I can respect a little bit having some fun with the, with the trash that's being thrown his way. Um, we saw highlights of him kind of dancing in the outfield to the, to the steroid user chance. Um, if you guys haven't seen that clip, um, so they're getting fuller strength. We'll put it that way. <laughs> uh, and starting to get into, into the, um, kind of into their groove. They they've brought their record up a little bit from where it's been. Um, so to me, I don't know what you think. Like to me, they're dangerous, man. Like they are still the team that they are on paper. Um, they're starting to get all their all their players ready to go, and they have guys that are just good that have been underperforming. And so if they kind of start to figure it out, like it could be really really <clears throat> scary. Like we we talked about Joe Musgrove. Like on paper, this team is really really good, and they're starting to improve. Yeah. I, I mean, we're facing the top two pitchers, in my opinion, and Musgrove and Darvis. Musgrove has a over five ERA, like, but it's only I think in second or third start. He missed the first like couple weeks of the season, and then Darvis is when he's on, he's just nasty. If he's throwing that cutter for a strike, he's going to be tough to hit. Uh, yeah. But the Fernando Tatis just and Manny Machado three four two three like duo. It, they're going to go as they go. They've both been cold. This, well, Tatis was serving in little or big suspension. While Machado hasn't been the Machado he was last year, the MVP, or almost second place runner up in the MVP. Yeah. Did he win it last year? 
Uh, no, no, no. no Goldschmidt no. got it last year. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, runner he up was, in MVP. He was second. Yeah. Um, and Soto too. Like Soto almost yeah, I has like Soto. Soto almost has a Lamont Wade complex. Like he's like going up there. He's leading the league in walks by a lot. And like, but are you going up there like looking to walk? Like. What like yeah. what are you doing? See, I could see that being really frustrating as a Padres fan. Like you, like Lamont Wade isn't Juan Soto, even when he like when he swings the bat. So like, <laughs> right. I'd be like, swing the frickin' that you're one of the best hitters in the league. I know you have a good eye and you can draw walks, but when the ball is over the plate on a and you, the count is your favorite, I don't want you to t- let that pitch go to draw a walk two pitches later. I want you to crush that yeah. pitch that's in the strike zone. Be aggressive. Yeah. And yeah, I would the Juan Soto thing would be very frustrating as a pod if I was a Padres fan. I'm I'm interested to see what happens with him. Like, does do they keep him in the long run? Like now that they've got, I mean, Tatis coming back, they've got uh, Machado locked up. That I mean, they're spending money left and right on locking guys up. Soto hasn't been one of those guys that they that they've locked up yet. Can you have three guys who are getting over two hundred fifty or three hundred million dollars? Right. I don't know if that's feasible at this point. Right, for sure. Like I, I wouldn't be shocked. Like if they, I mean, to me, it'd be a wiser decision to kind of let him go. But um, do you let somebody of his caliber go? Like, uh, or I don't know if you have an underperforming year this year or something like that. Do you try and get something for him or whatever? But I don't know. Um, that, so that'll be interesting, just kind of the the roster construction of of the Padres going forward. But um, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. If we split this series, I'm happy. Like yeah, it's if, a little short two game series. Let's it's a one. little two game series. If we split it, I'm happy. Um, I'm not going to be crushed if we go zero and two. Like uh, if we go two and zero, obviously that's amazing. Um, it kind of depends on which Shamanaya is going to show up today. Um, but is the, there a good Shamanaya still? Well, so he had he had one start. I think it was his second start of the I think season. It was his first start after he released or his first terrible. start, correct. Second appearance, first start. Yeah. Uh his his first start was uh was good. And so if that Shamanaya shows up, then then maybe maybe we're all right. But um the offense has got to perform, right? Like it's yeah. we we can't hit can't hit a slump against these guys. Um well, so that takes us to then after that, we've got a three-game series just uh, heading north a little bit uh, up to Houston and uh, facing the Astros, which the Astros are deceptive, like you said, kind of at the beginning. They're they're the defending champs, so you got to give them respect, but they've been kind of cold uh, this year and a little inconsistent and whatnot. Um, but the they've been hot uh this this week they they have they are figuring it out um and looking like the astros that we all know uh and hate (laughs) um but so that's another one where i'm like oof like i i wish we had a i almost wish we had a four game series with them so that i could like feel comfortable about a split like it's just they're Mm. but it's a three game series i think we can steal one I think two is optimistic. Three, I'm I don't sweet. think is realistic at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not. I don't see um, that. But but what do you? What are some things you're looking forward to with with this with the Astros series this week? 
I mean, I love Jordan Alvarez as a player. He's yeah. one of my favorite people to watch hit. He's someone who will take pitches, but when the ball is in the side, he's going to hit it 400. He's going to hit it all the long way. Yeah. But the most frustrating part about the Astros is damn Mauricio Dubon just having this breakout season and going on a right? 20 game hit streak. I was like, what the hell? This guy can hit at all? Like, I thought he was just some like, good defender, scrub offensive player. Could not hit the... his way out of a paper bag. Yeah. No, there, there's no, like, if he did get a hit it was like a little keen eye single that got through yeah i don't know what's going on with it but yeah they've been cold their best player like abreu hasn't been good Payne hasn't been good bregman's been god awful yeah uh, as far as on the offensive end they're just a great team though like with tucker and jordan and then altuve still hurt I, they're missing him and then yeah. the pitching they're good and it's gonna be a tough series. I'd, I'd like to uh, but would i bet anything on it uh probably not yeah. <laughs> right. Um, we do have, I mean, other than Cobb, like we've got our quote unquote better pitchers that'll be going against them. Um, assuming that we don't have like a bullpen day against them or something like that. Um, which yeah, sidebar, that was, that was another big thing from this last week. I just, I hate bullpen days. I'll just say it. I just, I, I am, worst. I am for, I am for a lot of the new things in baseball. Bullpen days is not one of them. I hate them. I, I just uh, Brabia as your starter is just not fun um, at all. And so, and no. then going not and fun then, as a reliever, let alone a starter. Like. <laughs> right. When, when you're, and like the only way that it made sense for me, like this is where the little league uh, thought came up was like, Oh, like they got the day off. Like no relievers had to pitch the day before because that was uh, um, Cobb's Cobb. uh, complete game shutout. And so <laughs> you're like, you're like, okay, like nobody played yesterday. Everybody gets to play today. Like, <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh, I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, but I just, I just don't understand. Like, I understand the analytics of it in terms of, okay, you're giving your starters an extra day. You're not putting too much like workload on any one guy for that day. Like I, I get the thought process behind it. I just don't like it for the for this for the consistency part of it. Like if you're Brebia, like I'm gonna use him as an example. I don't know him personally, obviously, but if you're Brebia, like you're used to coming in in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning yeah. or whatever like that, and then you're starting a game all of a sudden, like where the heck is your mind at? Like I'm oh. like and if you're if you're a if you're a manager of a baseball team and you go like I was trying to think this through, right? And I'm like, okay, if you go to to your player and you're like, hey, can you start today? No player's going to say no. Like, if you're, uh, uh, like, unless they're hurt. Uh, or yeah, salt. not any player right. worth their salt. Yeah, them. like, no player is going to say, nah, I don't really feel like it today. Like, like not, it, that's a good point. Yeah, not, not any player worth their salt that we'll actually enjoy watching. But the... Uh, just bullpen days annoy me because they're just, it's completely away from these guys' routines. Like, I'm glad you, I'm glad platoon, you said that. Platooning is one thing. Bullpen days suck. I'm glad. I agree wholeheartedly. I've been, I've hated these since the Rays started doing them with Madden. And I was like, these make no, like, what are we doing as far? Maybe if you don't have any starters or you're in a blank pinch, but just like a scheduled bullpen day when you have five healthy starters. It it's very frustrating. I hate it. It's I think it's bad for baseball. No one wants to watch that. 
Not at all. Like someone pitched one inning and oh, here comes another bullpen guy who you've never heard of or is the bottom feeder of the bullpen. It feels like a day off. Like it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a baseball game like that you're that you're anticipating because you don't have scheduling a loss, basically. Yeah, you're you're almost being like, all right, like and and I agree with you if you're in a pinch and you need somebody. But like that's when you bring in somebody like Sam Long, who's no longer with us. He's on the A's now, got traded this week. But like but that's when you have like a long reliever type guy come in or like or bring somebody up from triple A like, I don't know, Harrison. But um, <laughs> that would be nice. Like, yeah, but that, just, that started its clock too soon. They can't do that. Uh, well, yeah, that's you know, that's another but, story for another time. Uh, yeah, we can talk about all the minutia that is the calling up and down stuff. But um, the but yeah. So anyway, sorry that was a that was a little bit of a tangent. But like, yeah, just bull, bullpen days drive me absolutely insane. So, um, but going back to your point, sorry, going back to the Astros, going back to your point on like i it's funny so like at the beginning of the year like i was actually giving uh suzy a little bit of crap suzy is from our uh back that astros up show here on uh vsn uh so astros show over there if you want to go check them out but um i was giving her a hard time about about mauricio dubon i'm like i was like sarcastically like messing with her like oh you've got mauricio you guys are so much better kind of stuff and like He's just been tearing it up and like, man, now I look like a jerk or I look like I don't know what I'm talking about. And because he's yeah, he is. He's just like lighting it up. And I'm just like, man, like every time I look up, he's on base or he's standing on second or like I'm just like, what is going on? Um, So I'm I'm happy for him. I like Mauricio Dubon. I'm happy for him. Like it's it's great. Uh, Like I kind of with the with the sharp decline of of Brandon Crawford I kind of wish we had him still but um cuz I would honestly I like I'd love to have him at second right now and Tyro at shortstop but yeah um yeah Linfield is um desire there <laughs> we'll put it that way um so uh, that's a whole nother conversation we can have uh, about Crawford and VR and whoever else we put at, uh, in the middle infield. But, um, so yeah, Astros game, I'm, I'm with you. If we can, if we can pull one, great. I'm happy. If we can pull two, I'm ecstatic. Um, I'm not going to bet on three. I don't think that's worth talking about. So, um, yeah. the, and then we've got a series coming up. We'll be, uh, on this show in the middle of that series, uh, with the brewers, uh, for our next episode. But, um, just a little bit of a glance. They started out hot. They've come back to the pack a little bit, um, but they've got, they've got those aces. I know Brandon Woodruff is, is injured right now, but um, that'll be another great series. I'm, I'm looking forward to to that uh, series as well. Cause I'm, I'm looking at these teams and yes, the Brewers are good. The Padres are good. The Astros are good. I'm looking and like, I'm, I'm not ready to be a pessimist yet this season. I'm looking at these series and I'm like, we can, we can win. Like we, these are, these are teams we can beat um, the Astros. I'm a little more gun shy on, but like the Brewers, the Padres, especially I'm like, yeah. we can beat these teams. Like we, we can, uh, I'm not going to go far, go as far as say we should, but we can uh, beat these teams. I do want to point out with the, with the Brewers. I don't know if you saw this clip. If you haven't Tyler, go look it up because you'll absolutely love it. Uh, but Corbin Burns, the ace of the Brewers, um, manipulated the pitch clock in just an absolutely amazing way. 
uh, in in his last start. So, have you seen this clip at all? No, I have not. I'm I'm on my okay. I'm on my. I'm so, you see these these veteran kind of wily pitchers, these great pitchers. So we've seen it kind of with Scherzer. We've seen it. Um, I'm sure we'll see it with some other guys. But guy uh, Granky is another one. He's kind of being more of a dick about it. But the um the these kind of veteran kind of pitchers are like leveraging the pitch clock in ways that um help their team out right so corbin burns is up there he comes set and like everybody knows the rules by now i hope i'm not going to go in into the the rules but he comes set there's a guy on uh there's guys on i know there's one at least runner on second i can't remember if there was one on third or not but there's a guy on second it's a full count two outs so the runner's going like everybody in the stadium knows that the runner is going on the pitch right he hasn't used his pickoff any of his pickoff attempts though. So he comes set and waits and waits and wait and just waits for the clock to run down and right before it hits zero, he does that move where he lifts his front leg and kind of pivots and goes to second because as soon as he lifts that leg, the runner takes off and doesn't like mental mistake on the runner, it doesn't like yeah. make sure that he's going to the plate. And I'm just like that was absolutely genius. Like he totally because he knew the the runner was going to be going when the when the pitch clock expired, and he knew that the runner knew that he was going to have to start his windup before the uh before the clock was out. And so he literally stood there in his set position for a good like, I think like six, seven, eight seconds, just waiting for the clock to run down, and then pulled off that move where he pivots and throws to throws to second, gets the guy in a rundown doesn't even have to finish the batter with a full count and an inning over picks off the runner. I'm like, that was just absolutely awesome. <laughs> I think I think your app says it all baseball thinking. I love watching guys who think like miles ahead of other people and just like that Corbin birds play. Like you mentioned, I haven't seen it. I'm going to go look at it for sure. Now that you mentioned it, he's on my fantasy team that I've had, had him for a couple of years now. He's a keeper I use every year. And yeah, that's, I love people who think baseball. Like you can tell people when their gears are turning and they find out ways to get a keep out or get a keep anything to make your team get better. And yeah, that, that's yeah. Story. And then, and then he had the badass run off the field. Like he was just like running <laughs> off. Like, like, yeah, I just did that. Like suck it. Kind of, like flailing in the wind. His hair. Yeah. Hair flowing in the wind. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, so it was just, it was really fun to see that. I I love stuff like that where guys are, are taking advantage of the rules um and and using the rules to their advantage so uh that was a lot of fun to see um but anyway that was just to touch on the brewers i i love corbin burns i hope that uh he's honestly like I, i'm gonna put this out in the universe because that's that's kind of what i do uh I, like i hope he leaves the brewers and i hope the giants go hard after him um like i'd i'd almost rather have him and a hitter than get into the Shohei sweepstakes as, as much as I like Shohei. Like, I don't think we have the stones to pull that off, but, um, <laughs> yeah, like I, think I, I would prove it in the past. We don't have the stones to pull <laughs> off these big free agent sightings. Yeah. But I would, but big free agents, like I would love to see, uh, I don't know off the top of my head, any, any of the big, uh, hitter, uh, free agents going into this off season. Like the only one I knew was Machado and now he's signed. So, um, but 
like I I'm I'm hoping that he's still pissed off enough at the Brewers organization for all his arbitration stuff uh that he, he just leaves uh, just leaves and we're like all right let's like let's go get him cuz I like man I would I would love that that rotation man him and him and Webby at the at the top of that rotation I would love and yeah, yeah somebody darren saying in in the comments so he has burns and uh wit on the giants next year there you go i'll, I'll take i'll take wit but you, that's need be, be our free, you need to be our front office stuff right um i do i am fascinated by front office stuff that's why i try to put this out into the into the universe but because i know that it could happen like it, it is a viable option if they chose to do it but anyway that's we could do a whole episode just on my what I would do if I was in the front office. So um, we won't get too far into that. But uh, but Witt Jr. To, to Darren's point is a trade. So a little little different. But um, oh, man, but I would love that. I would I'd love that so much. Some more, um, speed, some more power, some dude, athleticism. And and I'm and I'm and I'm hoping, 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 hoping just because I love the guy, I love the guy so much and I hate seeing the decline. I am hoping that Crawford retires at the end of this season he um, has to at this point, if he and, and this just up. retires at, I mean, like, man, you, you look at his stats. Like I, I love the guy, but like, how do you de- like, other than the fact that you don't have a better option, like how do you defend running him out there? Like his defense has declined and that's kind of one of his staples and hallmarks. But when he's, when he's got the same hitting stats down, like with Bryce Johnson, who he talked about David VR, Roberto Perez, Brett wisely, Helio Ramos, like those guys that every giants fan would be like, Oh, that's the bottom of our roster. When he's hitting the same as those guys, like, yes, he had a big home run this week. Great. That's one at bat. Like that he still shows those flashes, but that's only one at bat. And so I'm like, I am, I am hoping he, he retires. I don't want to Brandon belt was another one. I like, I'm not a big fan of seeing him in a blue Jays uniform, but at the same time, like I'm, I'm happy that he's trying to come back from an injury and have a good season with the blue Jays. But Crawford's a little different for me. Crawford is one of my favorites. And I'm just like, man, like, just retire. Like you've got a beautiful family, a beautiful, like there's life away from baseball and like, go be a dad, man. Just go like, go enjoy your family. Like he's just not the same. I think he had, would any team want him at this point next year? That's under contract for next year. uh, Unless you're, well, unless you're, unless you're wanting like a, unless you're wanting just a great clubhouse presence, like he is uh, like, he is a great clubhouse presence. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I love him being around. I love him being around the guys, but I'm just like, man, like it's gotta be, it's gotta be time. Right. Like, it, I was, you, but if you're new to a clubhouse in your first year and you're a 150 hitter and you're an average defender, how much of a good clubhouse guy can you actually, I mean, you're not going to cause problems, but you're not going to sure. build up a clubhouse, especially if you're new to that franchise, I'd imagine. Yeah. Like maybe on the giants, it still has some like, push to like guys and like people feed off him because he's been there for 15 years or however long he's been there. Um, Darren brings up a good point. Maybe he goes reunites with Bochi. It's a little veteran presence over there with all their young guys that they've got over there. Maybe, but, um, but yes, to answer your question, he is a free agent after this season. Um, this is the, this is the last season of, uh, of his contract. So um, I'm trying to think, I don't recall how much he's making hang on uh 
16. So that's a fairly large contrast to, at this point, to free up. Like, yeah, that's like, as disrespectful as it sounds. Yeah, yeah. And what it is. That, oh man, that's what's so hard because I respect the hell out of the guy. But at the same yeah. time, like if I'm if I'm being cold and rational about it, it's like, man, like we should not be paying $16 million for this guy. It's how I felt last year with Brandon Belt. Like, we should not be paying $18 million for this guy. Like, so of course, I've like I said, different relationship. I like Belt as a person, but I just I hated that we kept signing him to big contracts. But um Anyway, yeah. So I hope he retires, um, and, and just kind of retires as a giant, and um, I don't know, joins joins all these former giants in some sort of capacity. I mean, like Hunter Pence is doing stuff with the team, Buster Posey's doing stuff with the team, like um, all these guys that are that are finding ways to still be a part of the organization after their retirement um, has been great for those two specifically, and I, I would hope that. Uh, Crawford would be that way as well, but I mean the Giants always take care of their own. I've said this from <laughs> the first episode. I think they take care of their they take care of their old guys better than any franchise in any sport, in my opinion. They always yeah. have them back. They always glamorize when they're there. They make sure people know they get their standing ovations. Yeah. I want to get into the the Logan Webb overreactions that Giants fans are having. Yeah, let's do it. It's it's. I mean, yes, he's one in five. But he, he he still has a whip that's like one point one sub like barely a base runner in the inning. He's striking yeah. out ten per nine. His stuff's still there. I think people just have figured something out that he just needs to like a little like they're looking low and they're just attacking low strikes. I think he needs to use the forcing a little more just to throw a ball so they see something differently and it'll figure it out real quick. I think that the quick adjustment that isn't going to last very long. I think the overreactions are. Just because he got that contract, and they're like, "Oh, this is what we paid." Like, relax, <laughs> right? Giants fans. He'll be fine. He'll be all right. And honestly, like, if you're actually <clears throat> watching the games, and you like you said, like you brought up the pitches, if you're watching the games, like it's like one mistake or two mistakes, yeah. like t- pitches that he's. But unfortunately, they're like poor timing. Like it's with men on base, and or it's or it gives up a jack or whatever. Like, I'm just like, man, the they're costly mistakes. Like he'll, he'll, he'll only make one mistake, but it's a costly one. And mm-hmm. so, yes, his, his ERA is up there and his, his record is not the greatest, but he hasn't gotten the most support in his games either. He hasn't um, gotten any support. He's, he's not getting the run support that you see uh, Cobb getting, or these other guys getting where it, it seems like this, this was, um, this seems to be an ace problem, right? It's almost like hitters see their ace on the bump and they're like, oh, we almost well, we almost have the day off today. And I don't know if that that's a conscious thought or if it's just a subconscious back of your head kind of thing. But it's like, oh, we've got we've got our ace going. We'll be fine no matter what we do. And like I saw it happen a lot with Kershaw. I saw it happen a lot with other aces uh, throughout the league of it's almost like they have to be perfect or they don't win. <coughs> Excuse me. I, it also, I think, has to do with the Giants. I mean, yeah, they see Webb on the bump, but they're also facing the other ace, and the Giants' offense doesn't yeah. really hit aces very well. They'll they'll beat up on the lesser pitchers. They can rope those guys, but when they, the aces are like the Garrett Coles we saw in the first game, it's, right? they struggle mightily, and it's Webb having to face other aces more often than the other guys. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Like, I'm with you. It, we we need to chill <laughs> on the uh, on the uh, overreaction on like like you said, it's just the low hanging fruit, right? So I mean, no. um, like who's because yeah, who's he faced? He faced Garrett Cole. He faced um, let's see, I'm trying to think. Uh, White Sox, uh, White Sox, Dylan Cease, right? Like, no. um, trying to think who who he went against. Um, oh, the the Royal Singer? the Royals matchup. I think I think he pitched against the Royals. I don't recall. Um, I think I think that was against Brady Singer, who's no slouch. Um, no. Julio Urias. Um, I mean, he's going against these guys. They're just fighting for. Cy Young. I mean, <laughs> it's like um, I'm interested to see how the matchups work out. We're playing the Diamondbacks next week. Uh, like, is he going to face Zach Gallen? Like, I mean, who? Yeah, like to your point, who who are the pitchers that that we're facing as well? That's causing him to be absolute trash when he's pitching. Um, and I shouldn't say absolute trash. They're they're great pitchers. Cole is could get the Cy Young this year. I mean, just. It seems like he's on that year, like their pitch. Let, went out on me. Yeah, so I, I'm with you. Let. Oh, there we go. There Am we I go. better now? Yep. There. Okay. Good. Um, sorry, everyone. I've been having having internet issues. Um, the. Yeah. So so Cole's gonna compete for Cy Young this year. Like, hopefully he stays healthy. Oh, I don't want to say hopefully he's a Yankee, but. At the same time, if he stays Hopefully healthy, everybody stays healthy. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, the the matchups are tough. Like, right? Like, uh, our yeah. we're just we're playing the the tough guys when when Logan Webb is pitching. So he's fine. He'll be fine. I think you're right. I think I've actually seen it around the league a lot. Um, not just with Webb, is guys are trying to put movement on their pitches so much so you're trying you're trying to throw a hundred mile an hour sinker instead of just a four seam straight fastball up in the zone um to kind of raise their eye level a little bit um and and so so i'm with you like just throw something straight and hard for just just for just to give them a different look like just just give them something else to think about just kind of get them off balance a little bit um, because those mistakes that he's making, like it gives you a little bit more freedom to make those mistakes. Cause those mistakes that he's making, they're not a couple of them have been bad, like a hanging slider or whatever. Yeah. And, but like a couple of them have just been good at bats and, and good swings. And so it's like, yeah, let mix it up a little bit more. Um, and I don't know off the top of my head if it's, if it's, uh, if he's calling his pitches or if Sable is, um, or if it's coming from the bench or like, I don't know the, the sequence there, but yeah, just throw some, throw some high, hard stuff, man. Just change the eye level. Yeah. Cha- like don't, don't let guys get into their, their too deep into their stance and, uh, looking for those low balls. But yeah, overall he'll be fine. We'll get to see him against the Astros. Um, I, um, I'm not really sure how that'll go. I don't as much as the Astros pitching staff has been was touted going into the season, I'm not that scared of them. Um they do have a couple they've got the couple guys at the top of their rotation that are good, but um they don't scare me as much as like Garrett Cole or Justin Verlander would. Um no. 
So I think Hunter Brown could turn into one of those guys at some point. That's that's fair. Hard, but yeah, that's fair. He still hasn't proven to a, for <laughs> more than a month who he really is. So like, yeah, they're yeah. not those guys yet. Yep, absolutely. So anyway, I'm so yeah, I'm with you 100. Leave Logan Webb alone. He'll be fine. He's great. He's awesome. He'll still be our ace. So. So what's your prediction for this week? Tough matchups. Yeah, man. Two against uh, the Padres, two against the Brewers, and three against the Astros. Yeah, so looking at the sick schedule, I'm gonna go. Man, I'm I'm feeling really optimistic, man. Like I said at the beginning of the show, like that that five game winning streak this week really really <clears> kind of <throat> helped restore some of my faith a little bit. I'm I'm still on the side of like I don't think Kapler makes it to next season, but. We'll see. We'll we'll see what happens. Well, that's but, not good if he's not making it to next season for our that, that yeah, it's not good for us. You're you're hundred <laughs> percent right. I I I'm gonna go, let's see. Okay, we go. I'm gonna say we split we split the Padres, so one and one. I'm gonna say, unfortunately, I'm gonna say one and two against the Astros. So we're at two and three. For the Brewers, that one's a tough call. That's a real wild card for me. The Brewers are an interesting. I wish I had team. the pitch up matchups in front of me. It doesn't go that far out, so I'm not really uh, sure uh, right. Exactly. Team. So if we go, if we so if we include Saturday's game, so Friday Saturday, I'll say we split that. So we're looking at what three and four three then. And four. Um, which is I think great. we get. I think we're. I, I had. Yeah, I think we either win two in Mexico City or we win two in the Brewers. And if we win two against the Brewers, we split the first one. I think we go four right. or three. That's what yeah. I'm hoping. I, I think I Han- like it. The Hanniger and Austin Slater coming back. They keep hitting the way they are, especially Slater. If he's yeah, he could take over that leadoff spot at least against lefties. Which will be yeah, which will be great. Like I would, I would love to see that consistency of just like Slater, Estrada, Conforto. JD Davis, Jock, like those, uh, probably Jock than JD, but like that's a good, like that's a good first five. Like, especially with the way Estrada's playing, I didn't expect this. This is no, like, I remember, like, a couple, yeah, a couple shows ago, I was saying, oh, like, in my pessimism, I'm like, we're only going to get one all star and it's going to be JD Davis. Well, maybe it's Tyro now. Like, I mean, so yeah, I I'm with you. I'm gonna let my optimism override my logic here, and I'll I'll yep. go with you. I like I like the four and three pick. Um, uh, that that to me is a is a successful week, especially for the teams that we're playing. So, um, so yeah, four and three. Let's go Giants. Let's let's do it. Yeah, let's sure. get it. Uh, four four and three. All right. Um, so that that being said, that's our prediction for the week: four and three against the Astros, the Brewers, and the Mexico City series against the Padres. Um, Tyler, anything else that we want to talk about for this upcoming week here? I don't really have anything other than a statement. I'm like, as much as unpopular as this is, I can't wait to watch Fernando Tatis play baseball for these two games. Just, I, he's a joy. Like, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, he cheated. He did his thing. He bet. I love watching him play baseball. And yeah, I get two full games that are going to be on my TV. Yep. Love it. I'm I'm with you. So uh, go watch uh, the Giants today. We've got a uh, day game today. So yep. that'll be that'll be fun. So day game today. Um, actually, is it a day game today? It I know it's a day game on Sunday. 
I know it's a day. I know it's a 1 p.m. game on Sunday. What's the game today? I just lost my page. It's um, uh, 3:05. 3:05. There we go. Mid afternoon. <laughs> so go go watch the baseball game. I'll be uh, I'll be doing uh, s'mores with my kids today uh, nice. this evening, and so we'll be doing s'mores and watching some watching some Giants. So that'll be that'll be fun. That's a good that's a good spring evening right there. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. But other than that. Go Giants. Uh, enjoy. Tyler, have a great week. You all you have well. a great week. Enjoy uh, the three series, three different teams that we get to watch this week. Uh, and like we said, go Giants. Thank you.